May God speak to you through today's message from Senior Pastor Mike McGowan. Good morning, my name is Mike McGowan. I'm the Senior Pastor here at Parkway Fellowship. I want to welcome you to a brand new year, 2014. I want to, that's right. And I also want to welcome you as we kick off a brand new series called It's Not About Me. Now, in case you're new here to Parkway Fellowship and you just simply don't know, uh, on February 9th, just over a month from now, we're going to be opening a second campus uh, north of I-10 and Katy Junior High. Uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome. In fact, get this. Hold, hold, th- applaud for this part. We already have over 300 people committed to going to start this new campus. That is awesome. Man, that's incredible. In fact, give you a little perspective. When we started Parkway Fellowship 11 years ago, it took us three and a half years to get to 300 people. They're going to be there on day one. I mean, that is incredible. I mean, that's unbelievable. Now, one of the uh, issues that we've been facing in opening up this new campus is where are we going to host junior high and senior high kids? Because KISD, you know, it's going to be in Katy Junior High. KISD will not allow us to use classrooms or gymnasiums. So just before Christmas, Pastor Adam, who's going to be the campus pastor for this North Campus, was over at Katie Junior High talking to the principal about options, okay? And so you know, they're going about other options. She said, oh, and so Pastor Adam said, okay, well, what about the band hall? Well, no, it's filled with expensive instruments. Well, what about the choir room? Well, it's too small. What about the library? Well, it's even smaller. Do you have a large group instruction room? No, we don't have one. Oh, I mean, it's just maddening. So you know what? We just decided that we were going to pray. And so, anyway, while he was there, Pastor Adam had noticed that across the street in a strip center was another church called Glory House. And so, you know, he looked up on the internet after he got back and uh, decided to call, just say, hey, introduce himself, that, you know, we're going to be neighbors come, you know, February, that kind of thing. Um, so anyway, he was talking to uh, Pastor Julie, one of the ladies on staff there, and he said, hey, you know, Pastor Julie, I noticed that you guys only do church on Saturday night. What would be the chance of us renting your facility on Sunday mornings to host junior high and senior high kids? Well, Pastor Julie said, well, honestly, I, I don't see why that would be a problem, but I'm going to have to check with Pastor Uba, our senior pastor, first. Because two months ago, he came to our church and he said that God had showed him that there is another ministry in town that could more effectively use our facility on Sunday morning than we can. So we're moving everything to Saturday night to make room for this other ministry. That was two months before Pastor Adam called. And so Pastor Julie said, truthfully, we've just been waiting for you to call. How cool is that? I'm telling you, God is obviously on the move and orchestrating the kickoff of this North Campus. You know, and honestly, when I think about Pastor Uba, I mean, what an amazing man. What a courageous man to say to his whole church, it's not about us. It's not about us. It is about God and his kingdom. And if another ministry can use our facility more effectively than we can, then we need to do whatever it takes to make that happen. And I also think about the people at Glory House. I mean, 
What an amazing attitude that they had to be able to say, you know what, it's not about us, and we're willing to rearrange our weekend schedules to accommodate what God is asking us to do. Truthfully, when I think about an example of it's not about me, I'm not sure that I could think of anything purer than this. But it's hard to honestly say it's not about me, isn't it? I mean, that's a hard thing to do. Because, you know, there's this thing within each of us, this self-centered, this selfish, this self-directed part of us that, you know, just wants to be first, that we want what's best for us, you know, that we want what's convenient, what's comfortable, what's beneficial for us. It's inside of each one of us. And look, while we applaud sacrifice, the truth is, we really applaud it in other people. And we think that's great for them, but the truth is, we don't really want any part of that. Which is why I'm so glad that in this series, that, we're, that God is going to give us a picture of what it's going to look like if we adopted the attitude of, it's not about me while at the same time giving us some practical steps that we can take to help overcome our self-centeredness. Which brings us to our message today of being a part of something that's bigger than me. You know, because really, why, why should we make sacrifices for something unless it's bigger than us, bigger than our own little world that, where we serve just ourselves. And the truth is, the most important thing on our planet is not the fight for democracy, it is not the fight for political freedom, and it is not the fight against injustice. All those things are worth fighting for. But the greatest thing on our planet, the one thing that is worth every sacrifice, the one thing that is the best chance for real change on our planet is the local church. I'm telling you, it's the local church. Think about this. If every person in every country was an active part of a Christ-centered local church, we could wipe out world hunger. If every person was a part of a local church, we could end political corruption And politicians would be more concerned about serving their people than about being reelected. If every single person was a part of a local church, then we could eliminate racial hatred. We could put an end to human trafficking. Divorce rates would plummet, and orphanages would just become a thing of the past. If everyone was committed to the local church, because the local church is God's chosen entity, to change the world. Which is why I'm glad our Heavenly Father gives us the verse that we're going to look at today. And the truth is, we're only going to look at one verse. Just one. That's it. One verse. And it's in this one verse that the Lord gives us both a vision of being a part of something greater than ourselves, as well as giving us some practical helps for how we can overcome our own self-centeredness. So go ahead and pull out your message notes if you haven't done so already. And let's start by asking the question, what will it take to be part of something bigger than me? Here's number one. I need to play my role in the church. I need to play my role in the church. 
Let's look at our verse for today. It's 1 Peter 2.5. It says this, you also like living stones. Would you circle living stones? Are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Now, Peter uses a physical building to convey the idea of a spiritual church that God is building. Basically, you and I are the spiritual stones of the structure. Because remember, the local church is more than just a facility, it's more than just a building. The local church really is all of the people that attend there. That's what the church is. And so Peter says that each person is like a brick or a stone that helps complete the structure. Now look, catch this. We aren't just regular stones. It says that we are living stones. That means that you and I each have an active role to play. And that if I were just to attend my church and not volunteer, not being a part of making church happen each week, then by my non-involvement, I create a hole in the wall of the church. Because by not being involved in the building of the church, by giving my time, my talents, or my money to the church, then my role in the church goes unfulfilled. And there's this hole in the wall because this living stone that is supposed to be there because of my non-involvement is just lying on the floor. That's what he's saying. So look, be an active part of the local church. Whatever church you go to, I mean, if you're here from out of town, wherever you live, be an active part of your church there. And if you regularly attend Parkway Fellowship, then be an active part here. And look, you don't have to be a member here to be an active part. You don't have to um, teach a class to be an active part. You don't have to come for months and months and months in order to volunteer here. You don't even have to volunteer every week. Almost every one of our um, ministry opportunities is on a, some sort of a rotation basis. And the truth is, we've got hundreds of places for anyone to be involved here at the park. So get involved. Because here's the deal. Your church has a role for you to play, and God is waiting for you to play it. And I'm going to tell you, that is no more true than now, because in just over a month from now, 300 people, more than 300 people, are going to go start a new campus. That means that we're going to have more than 300 holes in the wall that need to get filled. We're going to need small group leaders. We're going to need ushers. We're going to need greeters. We're going to need camera operators. We're going to need data team entry people. We're going to need vocalists. We're going to need a little bit of everything. And so now it's time for you to get off the floor, to get out of your chair, to get involved in making the church happen because God has a role for you to play and he's waiting for you to play it. So play your role in the local church. It's part of God's vision for you. Now, here's the second thing the Bible says. Number two, he says that I need to be committed to my local church. I need to be committed to my church. Let's look at our verse again. 
First Peter 2, 5, it says this, it says, you also, like living stones, we just talked about that, are being built into a spiritual house, circle spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. Look, the church is a spiritual house. It's a place where people learn how to grow closer to Christ. It's a place where people find Christ for the first time. It's a place where people become equipped to be better parents, a better husband, a better wife, just better people. It's a place where people deepen their relationship with Christ and they learn how to pray. They learn how to hear his voice. They learn how to obey his commands. It's a spiritual house. But in order to reap those benefits, you have to be committed to coming. Let me share with you a story. A sixth grade girl named Cheryl invited one of her friends from school to come to church with her, or to spend the night with her on a Saturday night. But Cheryl's family had a rule. And the rule was that if you have a friend spend the night on Saturday, they have to go with us to church on Sunday because we as a family are committed to going to church. Cheryl's friend didn't have any problem with that. So sure enough, the next morning they just went to church and um, that Cheryl's friend that morning heard about a retreat that the church, that the youth group was going to take. Uh, it was, and signups were starting that day. So Cheryl's friend asked her parents if she could sign up for the retreat, and they said sure. And so sure enough, she and Cheryl both signed up to go to this retreat. Well, at the retreat, this friend heard for the very first time in her life about how to become a Christ follower. And so she went to her friend Cheryl and she said, hey, how do I do that? How do I become a Christ follower? I mean, Cheryl, honestly, Cheryl was shocked because, you know, being a sick Cheryl, she just thought everybody in the world knew about Jesus, okay? And so she said, I tell you what, let's go talk to our youth pastor right now because he'll know what to do. So they went to the youth pastor and sure enough, their youth pastor prayed with this little girl how, and to become a Christ follower right there on the spot. And think about it. That little girl's life was changed just because her fam, Cheryl's family had a rule that said, if you spend the night on Saturday, you go to church with us on Sunday because we're committed to our church. And the reason I know that story is true is because I was the youth pastor at the time. And I got to pray with that little girl, that little sixth grade girl. Her name was Jenny. She's now Jenny Jones, the kids pastor here at Parkway Fellowship. How cool is that? And not only is Jenny's life changed, but now it affects the lives of almost 700 kids every weekend that come to Parkway Fellowship. See, the ripple effect of a small decision can be just absolutely huge. So when you're committed to coming to your church, then you're at a place where God can use you to change your life and the lives of who knows how many other people. And yeah, look, I mean, I know, sometimes you don't feel like getting up. Yes, I know, sometimes there's, you have other options that are more appealing. Yes, I know, sometimes you just want to sleep in so that you can just get ready for the week. I mean, I get all that. But I also know what God can do to the life of a person, the life of a family that is committed to being a part 
of their local church. Come rain, come shine. Number three. I need to view my tasks as spiritually beneficial. I need to view my tasks as spiritually beneficial. Let's look at our verse again. 1 Peter 2, 5. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood. Circle holy priesthood. Offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. A holy priesthood. Now, this is, this is one of those phrases that we just, we just kind of blow by because, I mean, it just doesn't have much meaning to us. But the truth is, it has a ton of meaning because what our Heavenly Father is saying to you and He's saying to me, He's saying that He views you as a priest. Okay, that's a little uncomfortable. So what does it mean? It means that you have a spiritual role to play in this church. In other words, that whatever you do as a volunteer in the church has a spiritual function. It's spiritual in nature. Now, sometimes it's obvious, you know, like when you're teaching the Bible to kids or to teenagers or to adults through a small group. I mean, that's obviously spiritual. But there are some other roles that aren't so obvious, like being a part of the parking lot team, okay? How is that spiritual? Because the truth is, when you're part of the parking lot team, you feel a whole lot less like a priest and a whole lot more like a traffic cop, okay? All right, so let's just take the Bible at its word. How would being a part of the parking lot team be spiritual in nature? Think about it like this. If as a part of the parking lot team, you can help someone get onto the property quickly, and more importantly, when the service is over, to get off of the property quickly so that their last experience is a good experience, then that helps them have an overall good church experience and they're more likely to come back, more likely to hear about Christ, maybe accept Christ for the first time or grow deep in their walk with Christ. But if their last experience, even if they had a great service, if their last experience getting off the church parking lot is a bad experience, then they're going to leave with a bad taste in their mouth and they might not ever come back. And so really, as a member of the parking lot team, those guys out there, they play a very important role because they are leaving people with the best impression or they're helping them have the best first impression of a church so that those people can have a great experience so they can be more open to hearing about Christ, perhaps receiving Christ, or growing deeper in Christ. So their role is very important, and it is very spiritual in nature. And the truth is, you could kind of go through that mental exercise with almost any volunteer uh, uh, role in the church. If you think about it long enough, you can think about and see how that role, no matter what it is, whether it's behind the scenes or whether it's up front in public, you can see how that it would have some spiritual impact and some spiritual benefit to people here at the church. Because here's the deal. You got to remember... You're a part of something bigger than you. And when you can run through that and you can see the spiritual benefit, how it benefits everybody at the church, then you realize it's not about me. 
It's about him and what he's doing to change lives through me, no matter what my role is. All right, number four. Number four. Make spiritual sacrifices for God. Make spiritual sacrifices for God. All right, we've had one verse. Let's all read 1 Peter 2, 5 out loud together, okay? Ready, go. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. I want you to circle spiritual sacrifices. That's the last part we're going to talk about this morning. Because look, to be a part of what God is doing in the world, you're going to have to make some sacrifices along the way. And I will too. Look, I mean, that's, that's just part of it. Because remember, it's not all about you. And it's not all about me. It's all about him. And what he wants to do through us to change the world. But here's the thing. If God asks you to make some sacrifices, there's going to be some spiritual benefit for you. Look, just like the people of Glory House, like they made uh, some sacrifices to move all of their services to Saturday night. There's some spiritual benefit for them. There's some payoff for them personally because it helps them grow in their willingness to obey God no matter what he says to them. And there's also some spiritual benefit, some kingdom benefit, because now their church is going to be able to use twice, be used twice on the weekends and now on Sunday mornings to be a, a place where junior high and senior high kids can grow deeper in their relationship with Christ. And the same is true for us. When we're willing to make sacrifices, there's both a personal benefit and a kingdom benefit. So when you make sacrifices, like when you volunteer here at the park, or you give financial to the park, or you decide to show up even when you think there's something else you'd really rather be doing, there's some personal benefit for you. The personal benefit for you is that you will grow closer to God because you have put him above yourself. Your family will benefit because your family will see that serving God is not just a high priority, it is the priority. So there's a lot of personal benefit there for you. And the kingdom benefit is that other people here at the church will benefit from your uh, volunteer capacity for what you give and for who you are as a person because when you greet people at the door or you help people in the parking lot or when you sing up here on the stage or when you usher or when you serve the Lord's Supper or when you pray for people, whatever, you help other people grow spiritually, grow closer to Christ and help meet a need and make the overall experience better for everyone. There's huge benefits when we make spiritual sacrifices. You see, every time you sacrifice anything for God in any way, there's a personal benefit and a kingdom benefit. Every time. Because remember, it's not about you. It never has been. Never will be. Because God wants you to be a part of something that is bigger than you. To be a part of the local church, because he plans to use the local church to change the entire world, just like he's already changed the lives of so many people here in this room.
So here's what I want you to do. I want you to pull out your connection card. I want you to hold it right next to your message notes. On the card and on the notes, both places, I want you to check the next step or steps you're willing to take today. Here's the first one. I will stop viewing life as if it revolves around me. I could admit to see myself as part of something bigger than me. Would you make that attitude adjustment in 2014? Next, send me info on places to volunteer at Parkway Fellowship at the North Campus, which we're about to open, as well as at the West Park Campus. That's this campus. Now, if you check that box, we're going to send you an email that will basically have all of the places that you can volunteer and you can find out more information about each of them, or if one of them appeals to you, then you can check and say, yep, I'm ready to volunteer, help get me started. And then we'll start that communication, help you get you started, okay? But be a part. Don't be a stone that's lying on the ground while there's a hole in the wall. Play your role. God brought, think about this, God brought you here to this church for a reason. You, because he's got something he wants you to do here. Next. Sign me up for the newcomer lunch on January 19th. If you want to join Parkway Fellowship, we have a newcomer lunch on January 19th. We'll serve you and your family lunch, and then you'll find out more what it's like to be a member, and at that lunch, then you can sign up to, to, for the membership class, okay? We found that that's a, a, a better first step than just going, jumping right into the class. That way you know a little bit about what you would be joining. So if you want to be a part of that new, newcomer lunch, check that box. We'll sign you up. Next, I will come to church more regularly in 2014. This is a time for New Year's resolutions. Would you resolve that I'm going to be here at church come rain, come shine? Because I promise you, you never know how big the ripple effect would be of you and your family making that commitment. Would you do it? Next, I will look for the spiritual benefit and where I volunteer at the park. Look, volunteering is not just a job. It's not just a task that needs to be performed. There's a spiritual role for everything, no matter how big or small. And you might have to look for it, but would you commit to look for it and find it? Next, I will pray the prayer to become a Christ for today for the first time in my life. Now we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet, but at the bottom of your message notes, there's a place for you to become a Christ follower. Maybe like Jenny, when she was six years old, you've never heard the story of Jesus. But here's the deal, Jesus came to this earth to die on a cross so that he could pay for all of your sins because your sins separate you from God and that's what prevents you from going to heaven. You can't do enough good deeds to earn your way to heaven because it's your sin that keeps you out and keep, would keep me out too. But when we accept Christ and his sacrifice on the cross for our sins, as payment for those sins, then that wipes out our sin debt and it provides a way for us to be forgiven and go to heaven when we die. And it's the only way. There is no other way. So if you've never prayed that prayer and you'd like to do it this morning, then I'm gonna give you a chance to do that here in just a second. But go ahead and check that box because we wanna send you some information in the mail to help you get started on your journey with Christ. Maybe it's this last one. I'll memorize 1 Peter 2, 5. You also, like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, offering spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. One verse, 
Would you memorize it this year? Here's what I want us to do. I want to give everyone a chance to do business with God. And if you're ready to pray that prayer to become a Christ follower, this is your time to do that. And I want you to look at these next steps. And whatever next steps you've checked, I want you to pray and ask God to help you follow through with that next step. Okay? So I want everybody in the room right now, bow your head. Everybody in the room, bow your head. I want you just to pray silently. Do business with God during these next moments. Whatever you need to do, do that right now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com or facebook.com slash parkwayfellowship. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more. It is available both in the Apple App Store and Android's Google Play.